Welcome to Fine Rambles, number 176. So earlier this week, a friend of mine who's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he sent me a speech, a speech on pride. And this speech was delivered by a former president of, of the church, Ezra Taft Benson. And, you know, it kind of got me thinking a little bit. And, you know, being the dork I am, <laughs> I went to some of the primary sources and I tried to understand better this idea that Satan rebelled against God in his pride. In the book of Moses, which is part of the, the LDS canon, Satan offers to save mankind in place of Jesus. He says, quote, I will redeem all mankind that one soul shall not be lost. Pretty good, right? Satan sounds like an okay dude. But <laughs> the, the, the fulcrum of the but, to accomplish this redemption, Satan demands the power of God. And he demands this power in order he claims to save mankind. <laughs> now, isn't that just what people who want power always say? Give me power and I will use it for, um, yeah, good purposes. I'll use it to save us. How convenient for them. <laughs> How reassuring. What's worse is that Satan declares, he says this to God's face, he says he will redeem mankind in his own way. Not God's way, Satan's way. Satan wants to play God, right? He wants the power of God, but he wants to disobey God at the same time, right? He wants to use the power of God for what he thinks should be done because he thinks he knows better than God. <laughs> and it's this amazing passage because he's, well, you can hear him snapping at God. <laughs> if I had your power, I'd do a darn sight better with it than that Jesus feller. That's a beautiful description of pride. There's even more though. Okay, so God says that Satan would have used God's power to, quote, destroy the agency of man, which I, the Lord God, had given him. Now, what does that mean? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, but I, I, I think it means that Satan would have used the power of God to redeem mankind through compulsion. He would have destroyed our free will in order to save us. He would have he would have reduced us from the level of human beings in order to, quote, redeem us. Because to Satan, the ends justify the means, but not to God. To God, the freedom of man to choose was sacred. So then I decided to go check the Quran. And in book two, The Cow, Satan's rebellion is much more straightforward, I guess. He simply refuses to bow to Adam. But, 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 <laughs> in both the Quran and the book of Moses, Satan's sin boils down, in my opinion at least, to the same thing. He sets his will against the will of God. Can't you just hear Satan talking all, all petulant-like to God? Ow. That's the way you're going to do it. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. It's just, I mean, if I were doing it, but no, no, you go right ahead. 
Imagine saying that to God. <laughs> Imagine the pride necessary to say that. Now, as a non-believer, I would translate what I've just talked about into something like this. Something like, uh, the sin of pride is man thinking that he can shape or, or replace reality when instead he has to obey reality. In the language of religion, pride is saying God is on my side, and, and humility is saying I am on God's side, or at least I'm trying. <laughs> I am on God's side. That's humility. And that's what Islam actually means. It means submission. We have to submit to God rather than trying to replace God. We have to submit to reality rather than trying to replace or, or control reality. We have to be humble before God. We have to be humble before reality. At the end of this lecture, Ezra Taft Benson, or I guess, I guess he was President Benson at the time, but he writes, quote, God will have a humble people. Either we can choose to be humble or we can be compelled to be humble. I see no indications of our dear leaders choosing to be humble. Instead, they double down on failure. They fail over and over and over again. And then reality shows them their error. Reality provides negative feedback. And they, in their pride, in, in their desperate attempts to save face, in their cover-your-ass-CYA lies, in their terror of being kicked out of a ruling class that is blinded by groupthink with their, their, their yuppie Nuremberg defense of having to pay the mortgage, they, they reject that feedback. They, they reject that feedback, and instead... They double down on failure, and they fail without consequence. They fail without repercussion. They fail without paying the price of their failure. They fail upward. They fail their way up to status. They fail into power. And power wants to be used, okay? People who wield power, centralized power, have to be reductionist. They have to, because reality is infinitely complex, and therefore reality can't be modeled, okay? It can't be modeled. So our dear leaders have to reduce reality to something they can work with, something they can manipulate. And the more centralized the power, then the more reductionist their approach has to be, has to. So what do they do? Well, they pick something to measure, <laughs> and then they manage to that. But as soon as you start to manage to the model, as soon as you start to manage to the map, the m -m map, you drift away from reality. You're, you're elevating your model over reality. You're elevating your will over the will of God while still claiming the right to use his power. That's pride. That's, that's pride. And it leads to failure after failure after failure. But look around, guys, okay? Our dear leaders don't bear the costs of their failures. They externalize those costs onto the rest of us. We pay for their arrogance. We bail out their mistakes. We suffer from their errors. So nothing changes. Things only get worse. Worse, right? Because after all, why should our dear leaders stop touching hot stoves when we're the ones who burn? Why should they choose humility when arrogance is rewarded? 
So the conclusion I am reluctantly but but inexorably drawn to is this. We will be compelled to be humble. Pride goeth before destruction. That's all I've got this week. I'll catch you later.